Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. There you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and get started listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM to get started now. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Perpetually Correct, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, in the studio for the last time this football season with JB and Kyle Beats. Fellas, how we doing? J-Mac, we're back. NFL wraps it up. Last time we were here, I think we were talking LSU, College Football National Championship, so it's, um, I guess we're kind of putting a bow on the season at this point, so I, I know we can't wait. We've got a lot of props for you guys, and uh, Kyle, are, are you revving to go for this final NFL of the 2019 season? Dude, absolutely. I mean, even before we just dive in and break the game down, I feel like this is one of the best matchups we could have gotten. If you look at the beginning of the playoffs, you look at the 12 teams we had, I think this is one of the two or three best combinations. You know, maybe the Ravens were involved in some of those, but um, this is certainly the best scenario from the championship round. That, in my opinion, just as far as the two best teams, best product on the field, best offense versus best defense. I mean, may, maybe not exactly one across the board in every category, but pretty close. Yeah, that's that's the that's yeah. the narrative here, right? Yeah, pretty damn close. And you have, I mean, you have one, the most prolific quarterback versus a quarterback that everybody seems to doubt, but still went thirteen and three this year. So it's it's going to be a wild ride out there, man. I think this is going to be a really good game. I don't think we're going to get like a 13 to three Super Bowl here. No, I, I I don't think so either. And yeah, we, we got a quarterback who has two Super Bowl rings going versus a guy who's got zero. So uh, Jimmy G going for his third Super Bowl ring. I think that's just being underrated here, right? I mean, he's been, th- he's been through this prep before he's seen what he's got to do. And, you know, I, I, everyone wants to talk about how Andy Reid has been here and, you know, he's hungry, he's due, I hate the do factor in a Super Bowl. Like you're not due to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, you got to go earn that shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a pretty like gear statement to just say, oh, you're due to win a Super. Shanahan blew a 25 point lead in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, for God's sake. So if there's someone that's due for a Super Bowl, it's the former OC of the Falcons. I mean, that guy, how many nightmares has he had since then, for God's sake? That might have I mean, been the best thing and worst thing I've seen all at the same time ever. But everyone, it, the only thing I want to say on Shanahan's part is, you know, everyone gave him shit for throwing the ball to Kittle in the fourth quarter versus the Packers. Like, oh, my gosh, you're gashing them on the ground. But then everyone is pissed that they ran the ball when he was with Atlanta. So it's like, okay, he what learned from his mistake. He took advantage of a 10-person loaded box, and people are still saying he takes too many risks. It's like, you can't win with this media. Man. Yeah, the media in the NFL. It's the worst. <laughs> There's no happy medium. And not to mention you're throwing to the most prolific tight end in the game right now. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, and come on. <laughs> I really don't understand that criticism because everyone's just been riding Jimmy G's ass these last two weeks saying, hey, you only threw eight passes. How are you going to get it done? But it's like the time he throws passes, it's like, 
well, why didn't you run the ball? You know, right. it's like, okay, we, we just can't win with these people. Well, and, I mean, it, and it speaks to on the other side of the ball, Mahomes this year with the media came into the league or the year, I don't want to say overrated, but the expectation of another 50 plus TD season and no injuries. You know, he, he, he has a couple slow games, then gets injured and it's just unanimously underrated. Like, you know, people are saying Lamar's better. Like he's, you know, he's not the best quarterback. Like we maybe thought he was like people jump ship really quick. And now, Obviously, gets back to 100% healthy. We see what he can do, what we've known he can do. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's the best player in football, clearly. And it's like, why are we – why is the media just they, – they They're riding the wave, Jump dude. to conclusions way too quickly. And I understand, like, that's – their job is to, like, make stories and make points and have these discussions. But you don't have to be on a really far end of the spectrum to have a good take. 100%. And I think, too, you have to keep in mind that, I guess, with the – the media part of it as well like they have to make it interesting for both teams fans that's fair so like it's one of those things where like i get really pissed off when i hear you know people pick against the patriots over and over again but like the results end up showing for themselves regardless of what happens and that in itself is vindicated but you look at some of these guys sometimes you're like how could you be so wrong about this stuff it's pretty simple but this is this is just such a great matchup. I mean, we have no idea what to expect, but man, like I guess my overall first like thing that I've heard a lot this week and and something that I'm valuing is the fact that the 49ers have spent their their last five first round picks on defense. Like that defense is so damn good. They went out and got D Ford. They went out and uh, they just they went out and did a lot to make sure that everything was bolstered and I just I'm a defense guy and so I think that's going to be the biggest factor here, and that's going to be interesting when you look at like how good Mahomes is. This is going to be a good well, test for him. Yeah, I guess let's. This is a natural progression. Let's start on that side of the ball with San Francisco's defense matching up with the forty nine or San Francisco's defense and Kansas City's offense. I mean, you spoke about their pass rush there. I think Kansas City's O line certainly stepped up, but I guess where do you see a big advantage maybe on either side? Uh, whether that's Kansas City's offense having an advantage on on an element or San Francisco's defense. So I think there's there's more of an advantage for Kansas City's offense. And I have a feeling the way this is going to go, I know Justin's more a defensive guy, so I have an idea of where his mind's at. JB, you originally, when we were talking about the line at the open, we're talking about I rarely go against the better defense, which I think is a good take. I think that's fair. I rarely go against the better quarterback, though. Like, that's my look on it, right? Because I know, like, what a good quarterback can can do to a defense to make them feel helpless. And I feel like Mahomes does have the ability to do that. This is what it's going to come down to, in my opinion, with that matchup, KC offense, Kansas City, excuse me, San Francisco's defense. Uh, can DeForest Buckner and Armstead get pressure up the middle? Because if you can get pressure up the middle and flush Patrick Mahomes, because if you let him dance in the pocket, we know he can extend plays with his legs outside the pocket occasionally, but when you let him dance in the pocket, that's where he's really dangerous. If you can flush him out of the pocket, those aren't normal speed and strength defensive ends and Joey Bosa and D4. Those are, that's a specialist speed rusher and a specialist bull rusher. That's going to be very difficult to escape. I think they can still get some pressure on that offensive line with four guys. Um, and I think the advantage for Kansas City, right, not breaking news here, speed, but the way I think that speed can be used is if you look at like a guy like Richard Sherman, who does he match up on, on case on KC? Like, you know, these well, matchups pretty well, JB, who does he match up on? 
so that that that's going to be kind of my main point. Is San Francisco plays zone defense more than anyone in the league. Their base defense is a zone three, and so Correct. where where they've had kind of some issues is sometimes to some speed. You saw Stephon Diggs, I think, burn them in the divisional round, and that's my concern with Tyreek Hill versus this defense. If uh, my assumption is we could see them play some man. Obviously, having a matchup, putting Sherman, I would say maybe on Kelsey, big body versus big body. Yep, um, that's what you have to do with him. Yeah, I, I just, Hill. I, and I think he got a double hill and and take that away and say, hey, if we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose. Not to, well, you know, Michael Hardman, Sammy Watkins, you know, Damian Williams, Nickel and Diamond. But to be honest, when I you look back at what they did versus probably the second best pass rushing team they fa- will face after they face San Fran, they played. Chicago, and if you look at their concepts, they did use former OU quarterback Blake Beldozer a lot to block. Um, Beldozer, oh yeah. <laughs> hey man, you got to You got to have former quarterback out there catching touchdowns yes. in the playoffs. So good, pretty good. But Damian Williams and him would split opposite ends. You know, Beldozer on the line, Damian Williams in the backfield, and they'd be using them to chip these DNs, including like Khalil Mack for the Bears. So. It's been interesting to see how Andy Reid's handled elite pressure because, to your point, you know, certainly don't want it up the middle. He's allowed his interior to go three versus two with the guards and center versus two guys up front. And then the tackles and tight end and running backs handle everything else. So I'm just intrigued if he keeps that concept. Andy Reid's really allowed guys like Kelsey and Hill just to win those battles. Um, But I just – I think with this much time to prep, it's going to be really hard for Andy Reid not to have something schematically worked out to kind of slow these down. You know, going up tempo always helps, but I feel like these drives for KC are going to either be very quick, uh, either off the field and three and out or touchdowns, because I think we have some boomer bust potential. Yeah, what real quick, I want to finish my thought there, because the reason I brought up who Richard Sherman's going to guard uh, I agree. I agree with a lot of what you said. And I think what's going to happen is something you alluded to is that it's going to start. They're going to start in zone because that's primarily what they play. Right. I think their best option is to run a cover three with whoever's the center field guy going back deep is going to be shaded towards Tyreek Hill's side. So it's essentially like a double or just the safety help over top. But what that's going to do is Kelsey's going to be wide open on out routes and yeah, and stops they, right. They're beautiful at doing that. Yeah, like a little curl and out route, seven, eight, ten yards. Kelsey's money on that. Mahomes is going to hit him in the money and hit him on the money in stride. And what's going to happen is they're going to end up having to go to a man, um, or maybe a Tampa too, but something where Kelsey's manned, and that's just going to open it up for Tyreek Hill. And I really see, I really see, regardless of the final score. And we'll get to it, we'll get to it later, but obviously the spread is what it is because this is a really close game. Regardless mm-hmm. of the final score, I just think Mahomes is going to put up big numbers against a good defense. It's fair, yeah, yeah, and that's my biggest thing. It's it's an elite quarterback versus zone defense. J Mac, we we talk about this all the time. When teams come into New England and try to play zone versus Tom Brady, it, it doesn't work. Does it work? He picks it apart. It, it, and that's my only worry with the team that plays the heaviest zone in the NFL and their base defense is a zone three, is if Mahomes obviously has the ability to recognize and see what's going on at the line, I I just really worry about whether San Francisco can really man up versus this team. I I don't see that speed with Tyreek Hill. I think you're going to have to assume the fact that Sherman or Quan Alexander, who is back from that torn peck, can cover him. 
because there's just they would get they can't guard Tyreek. I'm going to be very blatant. They don't have the speed to cover Tyreek Hill man to man. Not a lot of teams do, but even double teaming, I'm concerned that they have the speed to cover him. Yeah, they have one of the slower defensive backfields. They rely on IQ. Yeah, it, that's why they play zone. It's very smart. They, Richard Sherman's part of that, and it's mm-hmm. done them brilliant. But I just really – and that's why Tyreek Hill, you look at his longest catch, over 30 and a half yards. I mean, that's just something to me. I think it's at plus money even right now. You you just take a stab there because there's no way that they're – Andy Reid has watched this defense for two weeks and hasn't schemed up some type of play for Tyreek Hill to be streaking wide open. And on top of that, if you're kind of concerned about him getting double teamed, you can take Mahomes as long as pass over 44 yards. I mean, I, I think we're going to see two to three just monstrous plays out of not only KC, but San Francisco. So I, I'm we, looking at those props within this, J-Mac. I don't know about yourself. Do we know how many of those bombs he had this year? You know, I didn't look at that exactly for how many, you know, 30-plus or 40-plus plays. Oh, damn, I thought you would have in the spreadsheets. I, I know. I, I wish I would have. I just looked at this matchup and said if if I'm getting a 70% cover three zone team, I'm pretty sure that Tyreek Hill's going to bust that coverage. It happens every game. Any time KC goes against its own defense, they run the in-breaking routes with Kelsey and Hill over the top. And whoever the safety f's up with, he takes just the, drops a diamond. So I'm just, I'm just not even concerned. There's gonna be a 44 plus yard play from Patrick Mahomes. It's happening. I don't hate the take. I don't hate the take at all. I'm trying to see if I can find that number, but we'll we'll move on from that regardless, and I'll get back to you if I can find it. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. So I, I think a couple things. Just be watching that D line. Think San Francisco's gonna stick with what they've done best and. Run the zone, rush four, hope, and it's done them well. I, I do want to touch on one point with San Francisco's defense, which concerns me. Outside of the zone, if you really look at half, the first eight games of their schedule, which very much impressive, but the quarterbacks they played, and I want to get your guys' take on how impressive this really is. Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Mason Rudolph, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Case Keenum, and then Caroline had a mix of quarterbacks play. When this was after Cam Newton. So you're talking about backups in Carolina, essentially backups in Washington, Jared Goff, Baker, another backup in Pittsburgh. Dalton was benched throughout the year. And then, you know, Winston only threw, you know, probably two picks that game, I think, actually. So mm. is that really like, I mean, that was your first eight games. And don't get me wrong, they won them. It's not – I can't discredit that, but I'm yeah. also just saying this is a very different monster that they're going to see than than those types of quarterbacks when they really built up these stats that they suddenly have for you know all this defensive metrics that ESPN's talking about. A lot of that was built on horrendous quarterback play. It's fair. That's definitely fair. I haven't really thought about it from that angle, actually. I didn't really. I, I guess I hadn't gone back and looked at their schedule. Just saying, you know, d- down the stretch when they did lose three games. I mean, you talk about losing to Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know that Matt Ryan was in there, but you know they beat Drew Brees by two points, and you know, that was a shootout. Their defense led up forty six points. Uh, you know the Baltimore game where they led up seventeen, I thought was misleading. I know we all watched that. That was pissing down rain. Each team was taking ten minute drives. That wasn't. 
you know, Jimmy threw it 21 times for a hundred yards. Like, you know, that, that wasn't a game there where you saw, you know, full on ball. I, I just, I, my concern with San Francisco's defense is when they faced elite offenses, it's kind of buckled even to Arizona. I mean, in Arizona runs a very similar type of style, up-tempo, spread you out, quick hitters, mobile quarterback to an even higher level. In Arizona, shredded this defense twice. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah but with Bosa out, and I mean, there were some factors there that were different. Yeah, there's I mean, definitely injuries. They had injuries on both sides. Don't get me wrong, but the Arizona and KC are two very different. I'm, I'm just expressing that I think there is a definite situation where Kansas City has an absolute field day on offense. I, I could understand the take. I do. But I also think that – so, I mean, kind of to what Kyle was running down just a little bit ago, the matchups are really difficult whenever you have so many people to – I mean, there's just not a lot of options there. Like, somebody's going to be open. You have to force it to, like, Sammy Watkins or somebody like that. It It's that exact same thing, though, where, like, if those guys are having off days and then, you know, you have kind of – to Kyle's point earlier, too, you have two of the best speed guys in football that are specialists in getting to the guy. That's going to make things harder for Mahomes. If they can flush him out, I mean, yeah, he's going to have to rely on some magic there to make things happen, which he's damn good at. If there's anybody that I trust to do that, it's probably him, Deshaun, and a few others. Like, it's it's a very small list. Sure. I think that could... I, I, I guess I could just see both ways really going with this. Kyle, where are you at? Like, what's... I mean, do you see like a lot of points being scored here? Like, what's what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think the over uh, under, I think it's at 54 most places, give or take 54, 54 and a half. It opened at 53 and a half, which is kind of a big deal. But uh, I, I think this game is going to go over the what I've heard. Most people believe it's going to go under. I think the under's getting a little more love. Um, I see this, I see this being around a 60, 65 point total. As far as, like I said, I think Mahomes is going to have a, a really big game. The only thing that scares me a little bit about that that makes me want to pull back a little is that usually, even in today's game where it's evolved so much over the last 15 years to where passing has become so prevalent and the quarterbacks can dominate the game and Patrick Mahomes is an elite quarterback, usually in championship games and Super Bowls, the better defense wins. And it's still like that old adage, like football hasn't changed that much over 50 years in that way is that the good, good defense always wins. And I'm looking, I guess I'm looking for that to be broken here, but that mm -hmm. that's my apprehension being so high on, on Mahomes and the chiefs. It won yeah, Peyton Manning a super bowl. God almighty. And, and Carolina was a five point favorite in that game, which is the biggest favorite in the last 10 years. Yeah. Oh, that, that but this game feels very similar to that i mean that was that game i remember that that opened up a minus one carolina they got pushed out to three and a heartbeat and like up to close to seven that night of after the championship it, that's game absurd because you know peyton manning looked like he couldn't move and then what they do they just went out there defense dominated von miller and you know super bowl mvp and then Peyton Manning just did enough. So I and I don't think that's going to be the case here, but I think San Francisco's defense certainly has that ability to get a few stops. And yeah, it it's it, it just when you do have the two weeks, the offense can compare, but the offense isn't changing what they're doing. The defense has that advantage where, hey, we've seen what you've done for 19 yeah. games. They're going to be trying to play mind games with it, them for sure. And the Absolutely. other side, the other side of this that we haven't even really touched on as much is 
the complete opposite sides of both teams where you have Jimmy G going against a Kansas City defense that's probably middle of the league, like maybe a little up, middle to upper part of the league. Mm, I would say middle at best. I mean, they're pretty poor. I mean, the the run the run defense obviously concerns me the most. Even though they did a pretty good job with Derrick Henry, they did abandon the run a little bit in that game. Um, so the the run defense still concerns me. I want to see, you know, or hopefully we see a, a eighty to ninety percent healthy Chris Jones and not a guy that's really struggling out there and hobbling around. Uh, I I don't understand the criticism of Jimmy G. I really don't. Yeah. It, it, so some notes on just high level notes here, and we talked about in the off season. Kansas City brought in Steve Spagnola. He was kind of unretiring type of deal. They went from the 3-4 to the 4-3. And really, it's kind of a different story from San Francisco. Or San Francisco's first half of the season was a lot better than their second half. And that's the opposite for Kansas City here. Their first half on defense was horrendous with injuries, learning a new scheme. You're taking guys, putting them in different spots. And I think they've really kind of blossomed into a, a pretty above-average defense moving into the second half of the season. Uh, and certainly shut down Derrick Henry in Tennessee last week. Maybe something to do with some mileage there on Henry. <laughs> but, I, I mean, at this point, I, I feel like it's a pretty, I'd say, above-average defense, which is probably all you need for Mahomes, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the idea. That's why the other side of the, the coin is probably a more interesting conversation overall. But I wouldn't underestimate. I mean, I guess. I guess the argument can be made that Jimmy G has his rings already, but I wouldn't es- underestimate that dude. I mean, they lost three games. No, I, I, I hate the fact that it, no one no one thinks that Jimmy G can do anything. This dude has, yeah. when he needs to, can go out and wing the football. Go look at that New Orleans game. I mean, he put that team on his back. He's dancing around back there. I have absolutely all faith in the world. It's just most of the games this season, they haven't needed him to do anything. That's yeah. not his fault. But everyone assumes that's why, I mean, over 18 and a half completions for him is beautiful. There's not, there's not a way in heck that Kansas City's offense is being held down enough where C, or San Francisco can just coast like they've done versus Green Bay and versus Minnesota. I mean, it's just not yeah. happening. It's not going to be a scenario where he doesn't have to throw the ball at all. Mahomes will get a ticket. So I, I think you're just having a completely you know, deflated number in his attempts – completions yards you know the touchdown market's always weird just based on where you get into but i mean 18 and a half on on completions to me for jimmy g is just i mean that that would that would be assuming that kc doesn't score over 20 points which i don't think any of us thinks could happen no no definitely not i mean that's that's why we were talking about the over earlier being a pretty good bet as well yeah, it bet online has a bet both teams to score over 19 and a half points. It's minus 200, so you're betting 2 to win $1, but I don't really see a scenario that either one of these offenses don't score 20 points. No way. Mm. Cuz you the, the score could be like 9 to 6 at halftime and you got it. You're still going to be just <laughs> yeah. Fine. I mean, yeah. yeah, I just with these two teams, I think you're going to see a lot of motion from San Francisco obviously. They're outside running. Mostert is faster than all of these Kansas City linebackers. I, I know I talked about Tyreek Hill and his long. Uh, Mostert's longest run is 18 and a half yards in the market. I think that's just a free over. I mean, Kansas City's rush de- run defense once a game breaks down, and it's not because of their D-line. It's because 
Anthony Hitchens is a slow motherfucker. And you got George Kittle is going to be out there blowing him up. And I, I just, if there's one part of Casey's defense that I know is horrendous, it's that linebacking crew. And Mostert, that's what he does. Shanahan gets him on that outside. Tevin Coleman sounds like he's playing, which is just blowing my mind. That doesn't make sense. He has a separated shoulder or like a torn labrum or something. I mean, how many pain pills is that dude going to be hopped up yeah. on? <laughs> so here's some hydrocodines and cortisone. Go get them. You're good. But I mean, I, I like Matt Breida there too, even if, you know, for some reason Coleman gets banged up. But however you slice it or dice it, I don't see how Mostert doesn't have at least one or two 20 plus yard runs. And Debo Samuel has just turned into kind of exactly what Emmanuel Sanders has been his whole career. He's just young and doesn't have torn Achilles. But, I mean, this this offense is so dynamic. I mean, whether you want to hit him with wide receivers or the top, George Kittle running the screen game. I mean, I watched a San Francisco game where they ran a running back screen, a, uh, a wide receiver, and then a George Kittle tight end screen, all in three straight plays, and they went for 10-plus. I mean, Shanahan's on another level, I feel like, that this Steve Spagnuolo can't really prepare for with this unit's and Thornhill's out with an ACL from a couple of weeks ago for KC, which I just think Kittle, you know, something over the middle. There's just too much, I think, on both sides here, which J-Mac alluded to at the over. I know it's such a high number, but I just don't see where the stops come in. That, that's the biggest question in this game, I think. And I mean, it's just either way. I mean, Kansas City has been one of the slowest starting teams out there, which is kind of odd with Andy Reid's game planning. I mean, they do fine, but you look at it, um, San Francisco scored on 12 out of their 18 opening drives this season, and then same stat, Kansas City's defense has let up uh, scoring drives on 12 of their first 18 uh, to opponents. So, I mean, you're looking at, I kind of like the bets on San Francisco, you know, maybe early in the game, just based on what we've seen with Casey starting slow, San Francisco starting fast, and then Casey's defense just kind of being a shell to start. They kind of like to see what the offense is going to throw at you, then adjust. They'll let you kind of nickel and dime them, but they want to get a good good read on you first. So I think there is some merit to looking at kind of that split of San Francisco halftime, but then Casey full-time, you can get some pretty nice odds there. Um but that's what we've seen so far. And I don't necessarily see it changing. I think Shanahan's going to have him rolling. And I mean, Mahomes, for whatever reason, hasn't been there yet. Uh, you know, these lights get bright. We saw that with golf last year. I mean, I mean, yeah, but that being said, he's three and one in the playoffs and he lost one game because D Ford wasn't on sides. Oh, he lost that because a coin flip didn't go his way either. So, I'm right. That's what I'm saying. Like he could very easily be four and oh. I mean, but he is well, three and one. That, I know what you're saying, but I think he's been – I think Mahomes is is ready for the game for sure. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that. I'm just looking at a standpoint of just start the game and open it up if if we could see San Francisco get out to a little bit of an early lead and lean on that. I sure. mean, these, these are two teams that haven't lost a game by over a single possession all season. So, you know, really? however you look at it, I, I just don't see either one getting boat raced and I think they're going to be kind of a tight contest throughout. It's just going to be trading punches and come down to, you know, who, who can hold field goals in the red zone over a touchdown or, you know, who makes that mistake. And, you know, fortunately, Jimmy G has been known to kind of throw a couple wobblers out there 
So I, it's just going to be a really interesting battle between these two guys. But I, I really just love both offenses and how they match up here. I think it's complete strength, uh, you know, with the run game on San Francisco and their speed outside against these linebackers with KC. And then on the flip side, just the lack of speed for San Francisco's defense versus what KC can bring to that table. I, I'm just really confused on who slows down who first. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. And it's funny because you bring up the stat that neither team has lost by, you know, more than a possession, which is a, a great stat. And it gets my de- degenerative brain going. And I look at it as far as winning margin. So you can bet the winning margin will be one between one to six points for for either team. So either team can win by one to six. And it is plus 170. Hmm. It's interesting. Hmm. That's the, the the seven hurt like the it would hurt to lose by a touchdown right there right that but, would stink yeah for sure that's the kind of thing still, that would happen too right but it's still it's that that's pretty good odds honestly yeah I I don't disagree at all I mean I, I've been looking I are you guys comfortable kind of moving in some props that we like right now oh dude, yeah I'm, I, I want to loaded I'm I want to close out the show with some some good Super Bowl prop yeah so. First one at the top of my list here, both teams to make a 32-plus yard field goal. Even it's got to be negative money. What? Even money. I okay, mean, you're I... telling me. You're telling me. So that, that's 15-yard 15 15 yard liner back that each – I mean, KC's going to kick one. Butler yeah. seems to kick a 50-yarder every game. Yeah. And no, Robbie I'm Gold, not worried about that at all. And Gold, yeah, Gold – I mean, that's like, that's an extra point. Yeah, you're good. You're good on that. I love that. My shop doesn't have that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to talk to you a little bit. I really like that one. Yeah, I, uh, for some reason, I'm like, am I missing? So I get that there's going to be some touchdowns here, but it's in Miami. It's not like we're in like New York or Philly or something. Yeah. No rain in the forecast, right? I mean, like, I, am I missing uh, like 32 plus? Like, uh, that, that looks, uh, that looks pretty good to me. So. I like that a lot. I'm going to headline for our listeners. Don't do what I do. Don't do these cross sports prop bets. That's really just dicey waters that you want no part of. I can't help myself, but that's just the. Don't uh, do it, but I'm about to tell you about one. Yeah, definitely do. Do as I say, not as I do. Certainly, certainly in that regard. Um, I'll tell you one that stood out to me the most, and it's not an obscure one. It's the, on the, it's just a simple one on Super Bowl MVP odds. I don't see the point of taking Mahomes at, at minus one fifty. I mean, no. obviously a great chance, but that's just terrible value to me. Um, I really like going uh, either Travis Kelsey here plus sixteen fifty plus seventeen, depending where you're looking at. I really think that's pretty good value. I think you can have a big game. And then I, I'm strictly on value, I love Debo at plus twenty three to one. Well, what is uh, what's Jimmy G at? Jimmy's at plus two fifty, plus two seventy five. I would take that. I was I saw that this morning. That's I'd good value. That. Yeah, just because that's I, I like where your head's at as far as those being long shot big winners. But like, I think it would realistically I, be. A I just think like if Mahomes throws for like three hundred and three TDs, but Kelsey has nine receptions for one twenty and two TDs, like he'll he'll get it over Mahomes. Maybe I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. But two defensive players have won in the last three years, so they're going away from the QB a little bit. That's true. Debo, I'm just saying, could have like a 90-yard reverse. They could have a 
punt return. He could have an 80 yard touchdown reception. I just like his big play at 23 to one, you know, you throw five bucks out there for a 115 payout. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good stuff. JB, what do you got next? Um, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, we talked about Tyreek over 30 and a half longest reception, Mahomes over 44 and a half. You know, Kelsey's right in there at 23 and a half, which is, you know, it's just a nice sweet spot. That's just one seam route. Um, but I, I did love Damian Williams to score here as well. I think whether you see it through that pass and screen game or just an unloaded box, I think as it kind of loosens up a little bit, Damian Williams will see, you know, some some five- or six-man boxes, even in the red zone, just because KC loves to spread you out. I, I just think looking at him at minus 160 to get into the end zone in this game as their starting running back is a pretty nice price. I, he seems to every week find it, and he's back and healthy, in good graces, not fumbling with Andy Reid. It just feels like a really nice number for a, a team that's, you know, favored to score four touchdowns. You're asking their starting running back to grab one of those. I, I like the odds for that. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good point. I mean, I understand it's minus one sixty, but it, it almost feels like a lock. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the way it's felt to me. It's just, I, I you're asking what? Then Mahomes is going to throw four, and one of them's not going to be to him. They love that screen pass in that like, you know, fifteen to twenty yard range. You know, kind of second and long type of situation. A nice pass rushing point for them uh and especially when you're loading up with that zone defense with san francisco you can really get guys out of the backfield coming across the block well uh which there's not a team that does that better so i I think you could see damian williams get a a nice busted screen for a touchdown down there in the the red zone yep yep that's a good one i'll tell you guys one that's my favorite in terms of it's it's fun and not a normal one and i think it's almost a lock for for the money especially so it's for player to score the first touchdown but it's based on jersey number and it's ranges of one through ten you get i go 11 through 20 so their jersey number 11 through 20 is the first player to score a touchdown is plus 220 it's the worst odds of all the ranges but you're getting mahomes and jimmy g if they sneak you're getting debo emmanuel sanders dante pettis sammy watkins mccall hardman demarcus robinson and tyreek hill Pretty good. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. That's clever. I mean, the 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 way you get the way you get screwed on that one is Mozart runs it in and they just go for 80 yards on the first drive and he has seven carries for 70 yards. Yeah. Or you get Tyreek Hill over the top for a 75 yard bomb on the first play. Right. Yeah. Which is very possible too. I mean, you you're literally getting the top three receivers from each side. No, none of them were 80. Yeah, just the tight ends. It's so crazy. Any like others you that. see, JB? You know, an interesting one is total points combined in the game. You can bet fifty-one through sixty at plus two forty, which mm. you know that's right where the over/unders at at fifty-four and a half. Obviously, but I think that still gives you some wiggle room. I mean, you're you're talking. It's a lot of score combinations we can list out, but I mean, you're getting plus two forty for it to stay in between that. You're getting over 60 points in this game. I mean, that that Miami field doesn't run as fast as, you yeah, know. That's a good point because it's, it's grass, right? And, yeah. yeah. So I'm not necessarily just jumping off here saying that, you know, it's going to be running super quick. Um, but I like that because then you still – it's basically you're getting the over 51 
as long as it's, I mean, I, I get there's a lot of situations where it could bounce off, but I think there is some value in looking at that. I, just Vegas seems to get this really right. Uh, and so if it ends on like that 53 spot and you miss the, you know, the train on betting the over early, I would say this is, you know, maybe a, a spot way. to look if you yeah. want to get some better, you know, be- better numbers at least. Yeah. I mean, I think we all agree this over under is in a really good spot. And if you really want to bet this and have some action on it, but can't make your mind up, here's a good way to hedge. Yeah. Even though I said it was going to go 60 to 65, I still like, there's a lot of combinations that fall into that range uh, that, that you just said. Um, another one I like <clears throat> three scores in a row unanswered. So three unanswered scores by, by either team. Hmm. You can say no for plus one seventy. Wow! Yeah, I've always I always get suckered into this. I always yeah. love it, and then I it's always like talk myself goals. into it. And then and then oh, and then God, I'm feeling yeah. really good. And then it always happens where like KC will get a field goal, and San Francisco's getting the ball. Like okay, nice, they're going to run out of the clock. Then they somehow get another field goal and get the ball out of the half. And you're like, son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yep. KC will ruin that bet if anybody, I think, with, with things just I, going on a streak. But I'm with you. I, I like that. As long as it doesn't end up where the team can double up at half, like those are the worst bets versus the Patriots because they double up at half, what, yeah. like 90% of the Every time. time. It's plus 170. So I feel like that's pretty good. You just can't have three unanswered scores. I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I really, I've looked at that too. I think both. Both offenses are going to be just fine. So I I don't necessarily disagree with you that this should be back and forth. You just, you worry if one of the teams does start slow or a turn up, you know, there's a million things that could happen, but it's, you know, these are two teams, right. That could have longer possessions. Like San Francisco's got no problem having a 10 minute drive and neither does KC, right. I mean, they'll, Casey's got no problem throwing screen passes and quick five yard slants and stop routes to Kelsey. So am I crazy on liking the over for Mahomes completion? Could this be a spot where we don't really see Damian Williams run it more than six or seven times? And basically Mahomes is, you know, quick passing is an extension of the run game. Cause I feel like if Reed's going down, Reed's like, Hey, I've been here. You know, we've done this. If I'm going down, it's not because of a, former third string running back from Miami and Damian Williams. I'm right. going down because yeah. with Patty Mahomes, right? I mean, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's an easy way to talk yourself into something like that. That was my only concern. I got I feel, I feel like we've seen that sometimes out of this team where we have Andy Reed. If you know, he's not loving the run game. Like if Dame's not moving it early on, he, I don't know. Dame's going back home to Miami. Maybe he's partying up with some guys down at the clubs this weekend. I, I don't know. The temperature I'm change, time change. It's time ch- this is a time change for both squads, Kyle. Shit. <sighs> bigger time. That's a bigger deal for San Francisco. That's I mean, that <laughs> like cross country. They haven't been there since Sunday or a whole week to get acclimated at all. Wipe the slate clean. Start over. We'll just trash God. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I, what else we got? Yeah, I'll tell you, I got, I, I know, I know we got to wrap it up here, but I got, I have 27. I just counted, by the way. I'm not going to read them all, but that's how many prop bets I have on this, which is not good. But I good will say God. the strategy I did this year makes more sense than all previous years because I'm either going to make a lot of money or get fucked in this game because they all align with each other. Like they don't contradict yeah. one another, right? So yeah, I, I'm basically betting on a huge game for Kansas City from Mahomes <laughs> and, and, and Kansas City's offense. 
Um, I don't have them outright on the spread, even though we'll get to we'll get to our final picks before we sign off. Of course, um, I do have a big big teaser with them uh, at plus seven on the teaser, so it's minus one forty. Uh, but it's KC plus six and over forty six and a half. I got it fifty three and a half when it opened. Okay. Uh, but I will tell you two two of my favorite. Uh, favorite ones that I did as far as value once again uh, that a two-point conversion will just be attempted not not successfully attempted just attempted plus 115 just attempted plus 150 wow I'll take that I yeah I I'm I'm Mm -hmm. about that yeah actually I'm gonna give you guys three I'm gonna give you two more because I like this Chiefs first turnover of the game so that I, I just think that the Chiefs are a lot because they're going to be more aggressive, they're going to be more reckless at the same time. Yeah. And the Niners can can cause – I mean, there is a there is a world where, you know, Buckner gets pressure up the middle, Mahomes gets flushed, Bosa hits his arm, he's he fumbles the ball, right? So Boom. Yep. Damian Williams can fumble very easily. And then the uh, – you mentioned it. I love the over on completions and attempts for Mahomes. Uh, JB, favorite one, yeah. though, uh, for individual player is Mahomes versus Jimmy G yards. Minus 62 and a half. I like Mahomes to, to throw for more than 63 yards than Jimmy G. Okay. Yeah. yeah that one, I, that one I've gone and I agree just from the standpoint of what I mentioned, I, I think this could be a game where Mahomes is just everything. Is that a sucker bet? It just looks too good on paper, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess the only way is if they get out way in front and then Jimmy G's having to sling it. But I mean, if these teams are trading blows, which I think we've kind of all agreed on, there's going to be that opportunity. It just seems hard to to find a situation where that doesn't work out to me. Um, okay, I don't know. I don't know. All right, so we're going to run down halftime specials. Before we do that, JB, do you have any others left? I do have a few. Okay, um, let's let's have them. Okay, I'm working through one last one here real quick um, live on the for, show what's up live on the show i like live it. on the show i'm trying to debate I, I i'm not a big sammy watkins guy i don't know if it's because i had him in fantasy and he went off week one and then just didn't do crap for me but if you're looking at him versus debo samuel just head to head in yards uh debo's minus 122 if you're looking at emmanuel sanders he's actually Sammy Watkins is favored over Emmanuel Sanders. And I just look at this going, Debo and Emmanuel are the number one and two wide receivers, kind of interchangeable for San Fran. And then you talk about Sammy Watkins is probably, what, like their third or fourth option? Yeah, fourth option. Third I receiver. mean, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, mm-hmm. Dame Williams, McCole Hardman's been, you know, much more pronounced lately. Uh, they do have Brian Pringle still on roster who caught a few balls for him. Great so name. I, <laughs> I know, Solid so. football name. I just I, this doesn't really. God, I mean, Sammy Watkins seems to disappoint in every big time spot to me. Yeah. I hate Sammy Watkins. Me too, He's man. fucked me in fantasy so much. I hate that guy. Yeah, right. It's so I just feel like Emmanuel Sanders at plus money over him. Right, you got the veteran. You know Shanahan's going to lean on him. Like he knows what he'll get out of him. So I, I like taking him. Um, the other one that really interests me uh, was Kyle Uzcheck yards over twelve and a half receiving. Which you think I'm crazy, but listen to the, listen to these game stats that he's had. He's had 51 yards receiving in a game, 20, 63, 22, 23, and 49. 
Like okay. this guy, this guy's played 12 games this year, but has 239 yards receiving as a fullback. So it's a position that doesn't even exist anymore. That's pretty good. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So you're telling me Kyle use check two weeks to prepare for Shanahan. He's not going to find a wheel route for this kid. So 12 and a half yards, you can get him on the over under. I think he at least catches one ball, just streaking wide open. Cause again, Casey's linebackers are too stupid to see him coming out of the backfield. So I <laughs> give me Kyle use check. I, I think we'll see him sneaking out of the backfield at least, at least once. Don't forget Sorensen back there at the safety position. God, that, that's painful to watch. He runs Jeff like a junior. He runs like a freaking zebra out there. Just, <laughs> you want to go over some of these uh, the halftime props? I do. J-Mac, you got yeah. some for us? All right, I'll give them to you. You guys tell me what you would take. So the first one, so this is the halftime special, which has Shakira and J-Lo as the okay. performers, okay? Lord help us. So eat. So this first bet is either Shakira or J-Lo have side boob. That's no minus 180, yes plus 140. Where are we going? Yes. I got to say no. I mean, I, I thought that was going to be like minus 300. Yeah, minus 180, though, is not great. But I, I would say yes as well just for the, the, the odds. Give you give me a little better of a risk. Inadvertent is it inadvertent? I guess would still count because yeah. that was clearly state. Okay, it's yeah. just side boob. Just, are we I think just saying side boob or under boob? That's a thing now. That's true. Uh, I don't. Maybe that'd be a push. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> like we always are part of it. We're we're counting it as a push. Yes. All refunds count. <laughs> I like it. Um, will a football be used as a prop during the show? Minus six hundred. No. Plus three fifty. Yes. No. They never do no. that. It, I, I mean, what, after Katy Perry did all of her crap, I think they told him, like, hey, no, yeah. you're singing, you're getting out of here. Come on. Come on. Will Jay-Z be shown during the halftime show? Minus 1,500, no. Plus 600, yes. Yes. I'll, I'll take the yes on that. I, I guess there's no value on putting no. So right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, will J-Lo show butt cleavage? That's minus 400, no. Plus 250, yes. Once again, I need a clarification on this. I don't know if these come with, you know, with visual context, but yeah. I would say, I would say yes. I don't know. She, she's got a rod there. He's going to be kind of conservative, wants to play it right. You know, she's trying to be a lawyer, isn't she? Kayla so, works hard for her body at 50. She might want to show that. Okay, here we there's go. a, lot, there's I got a lot of angles to think about here. I did get some clarification. Must show clear separation of the butt cheeks. <laughs> Skin must be visible. I can't believe Who's this gr- is in a book. I'm over. Uh, or yes, yes, yes. I mean, I don't know if I can. I'll take the over too, if that's a thing. Can I? Can I get the guy who's grading this and the amount of zooming in he's doing on some freeze frames? Like, yeah, yeah. dude. I know we need to talk to this guy. Um, okay, and then finally, will there be a wardrobe malfunction? Minus twenty five hundred. No. Plus one thousand. Yes. I'm taking the plus one thousand. Yes, simply because Aaron is opportunistic marketing genius type of guy which we've seen in all angles and i don't think he'll blow this opportunity i don't know if it's going to be a wardrobe malfunction but there's going to be something going on where he'll find a way to take advantage of it that, that's that's my thought yeah once again no value in the no i think you got to go yes here and i mean would side boob count as a wardrobe malfunction if it's in the way that it happened to janet jackson because i would say that, yes that was full boob can we parlay the two because i mean those would have <laughs> If it was a reenactment of that, I mean, you're basically getting both. That's true. I don't think that they let you uh, parlay these. 
these bets. So oh, that's where we draw the line in these. I would, I would imagine so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, a cup. These are actually kind of game related, uh, but they're just like simple fun ones that are always out there. Heads or tails? Minus 105 each way. What should you say? Tails never fails. Got to, got to do it. Tails. Let's double down. Let's all right. just all put a thousand bucks on tails. All right, we'll do it. Uh, color of the they're they're not calling it Gatorade. They're calling it the liquid poured on the winning coach's head. We got there's pur- been a ton of sharp action on purple. Purple's <laughs> at plus one twenty five. Wow, that was at plus three hundred to open the week. Who's wow. got this Gatorade insider man? What's what's the what's got the worst odds? Blue, blue at plus nine hundred. Whoa. What's the Why? worst? Odds? What's the worst odds? Then is it like what's is there anything minus? Is oh there anything no no no! Uh, plus one twenty five. Purple's the worst. Wow. Sorry, okay. I thought you were talking about yeah. JB's onto something here. Per- a lot of sharp money on purple. Uh, I, I some purple drank on the sidelines in Miami. Who would have thought it? <laughs> the Super Bowl MVPs mentions first after getting the award. Is it teammates, God, religion, coaches, or uh, let's see, uh, the winning city, the family, or the owner? Okay. Teammates or family. I have a question for you. What odds would you give me on Kobe? Ooh. They have not factored that in. I mean, wow, we no. don't know. Who, I mean, you know, you get kind of a veteran like Emmanuel Sanders. Richard Sherman. Who's been on the what? Yeah, oh, oh, definitely Richard Sherman. They were close, yeah. I think if if Sherman gets, you know, like two interceptions and this is a lowest scoring game, maybe returns one, are, are you telling me, can I get 50 to one on that? What do you think, Kyle? Oh, uh, if I if it's fifty one, absolutely, because I can see Mahomes even going that way. Because he's he kind of seems like that all around sports, like idolizing that type of player too, and especially at his age group. So um, can we can we agree? Can Kyle agree to this that he'll get his Kobe Bryant tribute done if Kobe's mentioned first? If he's mentioned before God, family, or teammates, yes. This is real. I will get a to- Kobe Bryant tattoo if he mentions Kobe Bryant before any of those things. That'd be unbelievable, though. I would I'd get put that at like plus 2,000 probably odds-wise. Can we get a documentary crew to document this whole thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it should be like plus 5,000, though, in all fairness. because I, I don't think that's – I think 20 to 1 odds in that would be very fair. Okay. Yeah. And you know how much I'm not trying to take advantage of that situation, but do you know how much money you would get to actually bet on that? And it's not happening. Like, no, it's not either way. It it's c- not tactful. You would get a lot of action on that, though, from yeah. the public for sure. Um, so. All right. If a fan runs runs onto the field, who will tackle the fan first? Security, player, team member, or staff, or another fan? Another fan at plus seven fifty seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> that seems like a lot of fun. That's that's what I would hope for the most. I don't think it would be a staff member. I think if what, it's an NFL, I wouldn't be shocked if you just saw like you know a player DeForest Buckner go f this yeah. noise. Yeah, six seven three hundo with pads on versus your you know this hundred eighty pound fan sprinting across the uh, the field is not going to end well. Can we get that's actually what I'd rather see the most. Can we get backup quarterback Matt Moore running on to tackle the guy? <laughs> so I, I, I would do probably a, lay the dude out. I do have a bit of a complaint with this because, you know, like I saw the details earlier on the other ones, and it says, so kickoff until final whistle, live broadcast only, halftime obviously doesn't count towards the wager, must be shown on TV broadcast. But don't they always zoom out on the... Oh, yeah. The camera, like, flips out. And they just zoom out to the blimp view. Or is that only in baseball? 
No, they do that on this. Then you go to John Madden in the booth talking about football players playing football. So you lose your your bet then because it's not on national TV. No, well, the, all these books have people in the stadiums grading this stuff. But it too. says it has to be on the broadcast. So I, that's that's upsetting. Just just stay away. Look, if you're going to this game and paying eight grand to go, there are fifty grand that it would take to be in that lower bowl. If you're running on the field, you got, I hope you're just shit faced, hammered, or drugged because that's don't do that that's ruining your life don't true all right i've got just a couple more and then we're all set we'll we'll lock in our final bets of the week and then we're out here so uh will joe buck mention his dad jack buck minus 500 no plus 300 yes i think the minus 500 no has a lot of value there's absolutely no correlation to this game and his father in any way he mentions it every time dude and he shouldn't. So I don't, I don't it's a hard that. stay away for me. I, I'm going to say that no, there's some value just because if it was a World Series game, I would lay that on the yes so hard. But okay. yeah, if so, we're talking largest wager by Floyd Money Mayweather under one million minus four fifty over one million plus two seventy five. Oh, over, over easy, right? Over yeah. easy, like. You understand this guy had yeah. has like you know I, I think his net worth is like three hundred million even though he's earned a billion because he lights money on fire literally yeah um, but that dude's money is just growing at an exponential rate over these last few years like that dude has money to blow he's definitely going like five to ten mil on this game and he stays in Miami too that's true oh yeah he does <laughs> yeah, yeah. no time like, zone listen, factor for him Miami Vegas and L A great spots Floyd. She- Robert Kraft was down there. He said he was just doing a spa day for the week. Yeah, dude, just getting a little. <laughs> he's taking off this year. You know, he doesn't have to be there. Uh, yeah, a little he, steam. Yeah. Well, yeah, he just said it's typical for him to go down there this time of year, right before the Super Bowl. So he's, you know, just he said there's a lot more press than he's used to down there. I don't know. <laughs> weird, really weird. All right, last one. Largest wage, wager taken by a Nevada sports book over two million minus one twenty. Under two two million minus one twenty as well. Mm. I'm gonna say over. I mean, they've already got a seven figure wager in San Francisco out there. I saw on Twitter. So you, the biggest ones always come in kind of the night before, or, yeah. or, or as you move. And you know, we saw the number tick out to two in Vegas today. I, if for some reason this KC money keeps rolling in, I feel like if you get to San Fran two and a half, people may buy to three pretty cheap with it big bet so i'll take the i think someone comes in you know maybe it's a pool of guys maybe it's a bunch of just rich i think i think i'm under on that because it's one online shop when there's a plethora of online shops and Mm -hmm. it you're not it's not like you're going with a big book or big house in vegas it's true that's fair all right final bets for the super bowl what do we got so i'm gonna take what what are we calling the spread though? Because my book still has it at one. I think one and a half is pretty one and much a half. Consensus. Yeah, we'll go one and a half. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna take Chiefs minus one and a half. Um, and if we got the over at fifty four and a half, I'm gonna go over. I got Chiefs and over. Okay. I'm a lot more apprehensive on the over though. I feel better about the Chiefs. All right, I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking the Forty ers I got it at plus one, but it just depends on where you're looking. But we'll give it plus one and a half for the sake of the show if, if you guys feel so inclined. Plus one and a half, and I will take the over on that as well. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. It, that's a pretty easy over to hit. 
Yeah, I mean, right. I, I just don't see where the stops come from either way. I'll take the over. I'm going to go San Francisco. I can't go against Ooh. the worst defense. Let's go. I, just, I, I want to root. For, I want to root. I want to root for both sides, but I want to root for Jimmy G. And I love Shanahan. I just think he's brilliant. I love what he's done. I think there's just more ways for them to hurt Casey's defense. And uh, just quickly, and I, well, Cal, same thing with you. My top three props, though. That one I mentioned earlier, both teams to score over 19 and a half points at minus 200. I think that's just so much value at minus 200 to get that because you look at both team totals are 26 and a half and 27 and a half. Yeah, so you're, get, you're basically getting, you know, you're buying that down essentially. Um, I love Kyle Juszczyk over five and a half yards for his first catch. Again, I, I read you those numbers on him. I mean, when they do throw to him, it's in a wheel route. He's not a He's not necessarily like this, you know, dump off, check down running back. When he runs a route, it, it's for big yards. So over five and a half right now is plus money online. So love Kyle use check over five and a half. Um, and then we kind of talked about it. I think Emmanuel Sanders over Sammy Watkins for receiving yards. And then both the quarterbacks. I love Jimmy G over 18 and a half or 19 and a half completions. I think that's a gimme, and I'd be looking the same for Mahomes at his uh, completions as well. I, I think this is just going to be both quarterbacks you have an opportunity to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, Mahomes over – I got 35 and a half uh, – or, yeah, completion's 24 and a half. Yeah, 24 and a half there. And I, I, I like that too. So I'm glad you guys are both on San Francisco because I love having Mahomes in this spot. Him and Deshaun have kind of been my guys the last couple of years, so I'm really high on him. I said he was the best player in football at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year, so – I'm excited for this one. I'm hoping it ends kind of how the NBA did with uh, Kawhi, as I said last year. But as far as my top three props go, I'm going to stick with that plus 220 for player num jersey number between 11 and 20 to score the first touchdown. I'm going to stick with the Patrick Mahomes uh, minus 62 and a half that he covers that. He beats Jimmy G by more than 63 uh, total pass yards. And I'm actually, this is an interesting one. I'm going to go under total first downs under 45 and a half okay Interesting. okay why kind of goes against everything we've talked about yeah because i i think and bets against your over no I, well i think kansas city that is a bit of a hedge but i think kansas city has more big plays and doesn't move very methodically as san fran will um and if san fran continues to move really methodically and successfully and getting all these first downs too much time is going to come off the clock so i think that's still you can have 11 first downs a quarter which is a first down every minute and 15 seconds and be good that's fair okay all right well we are all against you well i guess jb and i are on the same side against kyle so we'll probably Stoked. yeah th this should be pretty good so make sure to check sure. us out on social media it's, uh, it's sensibly loud media on facebook and on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Sensibly Loud. Make sure to give us a call. We want to hear from you guys. That number again to remind everyone, 972-885-9361. We will see everybody later on. Have a great Super Bowl, boys.